people, when they're building a business, they go, this is my baby, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Their identity's yeah. wrapped up into it. Their, their life is blood, sweat, and tears. And how many times did you almost not make payroll or didn't have, didn't make payroll and you, you had to sell off a car to make payroll <laughs> or whatever. This is. So people are very emotionally attached to mm-hmm. their business, especially mm-hmm. if it has a mission driven to it. Nice. So the idea of selling a baby, holy moly, it really causes a lot of anxiety for a lot of people. Yeah. But there's some really good motivations to selling a business right. or getting an investor mm-hmm. or getting a partner. There's some really great benefits too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Passive Cash Flow Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Fragnito. We have a special guest today, Josh Wilson. How are we doing today, Josh? Hey, man. Good. Thanks for having me on. Hello, everybody. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us here. We're glad to have you here on the Passive Cash Flow Podcast. And so I want to bring you on here. You uh, do business down in Florida there. You are, are wheeling and dealing down in Florida, buying real estate, uh, buying businesses, helping people buy businesses. So what exactly do you do uh, down there, my friend? Yeah, my wife asks me pretty much every day, what is it that you do? So you might be an entrepreneur if your wife has no clue what you do. Sounds um, all right, yep. <laughs> yeah, so we have, a, we have a brokerage called Kingdom Syndicate. It's a real estate brokerage, uh, business brokerage. And we pretty much focus top of funnel for deals and capital and resources for our investors and our partners. That's, uh, that's our focus. That's our bread and butter. Okay. Okay. So give me an example then of uh, maybe, you know, a, a business that, you know, I have some capital, I want to invest in the business. Um, you know, I, I always like, you know, uh, the, owning like a car wash or something or a laundry mat, you know, those look like really good businesses. People pay a lot to use them. They, they seem to always have a line. Um, so can you find me one of those? Yeah. So typically, typically as a syndicator, right? So in, in your world of real estate syndication, a group of people get together to do a deal of some sort, right? That's what a syndication is. We have syndications kind of on two fronts. One, we have our syndication where people will reach out and they go, hey, I'm, li- I'm looking for a car wash mm-hmm. or I'm looking for some passive income. You know, uh, an investor reached out to me the other day and he's like, I got about 300K. What should I do with it? So in our syndicate, my, the name of my company is called Kingdom Syndicate. What, what we typically do is we help find the right people to kind of give them options. So you're looking for a, you know, car wash. I've got guys that guys and gals that will go and they'll buy, you know, buy or franchise a group of buildings and maybe convert some uh, of their shopping plazas into, you know, these kind of businesses. So what I typically do is I get a little bit of information. I get to know the person, see if I want to work with them, if they want to work with me. It's not everybody works together well. And then I just make introductions. I'm not the smartest cookie but I know people. So being a good syndicator is I'll introduce them to a friend or a colleague. And then if, if there's a deal on the table, then we figure out what the deal looks like. So uh, yeah, we'll just, we'll make some introductions and, and find a person who, who does what you want. Okay. Now, can you structure the acquisition of a business just like you structure the acquisition of real estate, you know, get a get debt on it, uh, put down a down payment. How does that work? Yeah. So we've got, for people who are looking for a business to acquire, one, you know, they might be sitting on some reserves in their, in their business and they're going, you know, let's make a strategic acquisition and, you know, to grow our business. And maybe we have a little bit of, maybe we have a little bit of money here, mm-hmm. or maybe you might need help setting up an SBA lender. 
you know, like, so like, Hey, let's see if we could get a, a low interest rate and we'll get one of our SBA partners to help fund right. the deal. Or maybe there's some private equity play in it where, you know, we help find some capital. They're like, I have a construction business and, you know, like we, we do roofing and siding and gutters, and maybe we need this one component and we don't have that. So maybe we want to acquire it rather than go through the startup process of building it. Cause we see mm-hmm. that there could be good things. So yeah, we can, we can help kind of structure the deal and, and find funding for it. Or maybe you have the money and we just kind of go on a hunt for you. And, mm-hmm. uh, Mm-hmm. But I do a shameless plug to my podcast too. Sure, sure, absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, like you, we have a podcast called The Deal Scout. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we go on the hunt for deals. Right. We talk right. with deal makers like yourself and, and we do that. So, yeah, that's a part of the process is what are you looking for? Here's some options. Here's some introductions. And then we, we find out a way to, to make the deal work. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. I know it's, it's a fun business to be in, it sounds like. You know, there's a lot of moving pieces to a business. Some people can value a business a lot more than others. You know, it's incredible really when businesses are acquiring other businesses, all of a sudden, you know, the value really goes up to the right buyer. And, you know, the same thing for commercial real estate or, you know, and, and uh, different types of real estate as well. So uh, supply and demand, but um, oh, that's exciting. That's exciting. So do you see that the value, the cost of businesses are growing at the rate that real estate cost is growing as well? So, Depends, right? So like, if you talk about any kind of deal, it's always going to go, well, kind of depends on, on the situation. So different companies have different multiples or valuation built in, just like different real estate you know, projects have different cap rates. Mm-hmm. So you know, a highly scalable uh, software company, enterprise software may have a different capitalization rate or multiple versus a, you know, one of our companies in our portfolio is a commercial landscaping company right? That's very geographically driven, you know, like it could scale in our area and maybe franchise one day, mm-hmm. different levels of value multiples. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, that's interesting. Yeah. And, and so the, ideally when there's more volatility in a market or variable variables, then you're able to get better deals, right. uh, you know, so uh, back to uh a better buyer's market of real estate, you know, in 2012, 2014, even 2011, <laughs> when the market's like right at bottom, that's, you know, looking back, we all say, boy, if I knew then what I knew now, <laughs> I'm sure businesses were around the same place as well. Uh, I'm sure you can get a few for a song and a dance, you know, heck, just take it over. So, um, you know, those, those are uh, the buyer's times, but now so as, as a seller's market, uh, businesses are at a seller's time. Is it a good time for someone to sell their business, maybe retire or move on to another one? So let's look at what's going on politically. All right. I won't get into too much politics, but there's legislation moving forward that may increase capital gains tax and mm-hmm. certain taxes mm-hmm. that under current administration, if you were to sell your business today, mm-hmm. right? A lot of baby boomers are selling their businesses. It's yeah. called the seller tsunami. Uh, but we can talk about that later. But like you sell your business today versus six months down the road. The, mm-hmm. the, the money that you keep today may be a lot better than down the road if sure. certain legislation passed. So yes. when it's the best time to sell your business, um, I would say you got you got a time, you know, you gotta you gotta know your own self. How much time do you have left? You know, mm-hmm. how's your health? How's your family? How's your own finances? What's mm-hmm. going on in the marketplace? What's going political? And, um, you know, you're, you're not going to time a market, but you can time your own personal motivations mm-hmm. on, on what's going on. Mm-hmm. 
did I did I even answer your question? <laughs> I think so. I think so for the most part. And so and the thing about selling your business too. I mean, I remember years ago I had an investor that actually wanted to buy part of People's Capital Group. Now it didn't work out. And looking back, you know, thank God because you know I was given it away. But um, really, it's it's amazing how much your business goes under a microscope when you are looking at selling it. And what it forced me to do as a business owner was be like, oh, my, I didn't realize all these little things and dents, especially, you know, years ago, building my business up from, from the start, uh, how many things were, were missing with the books and the bookkeeping and accounting and filing and all those little things. You know, when you go under audit, that's um, really a good test to you as an entrepreneur and a business owner and your staff and the people you've hired to run those uh, details of your business. Um, so I, I bet you run into pretty uh, sloppy situations of uh, business owners. Can you tell us some, some uh, great stories from like taking a business that's a completely disorganized and a complete yeah. disaster to like finding a buyer for it somehow? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been that disaster. You know, I've had some mm -hmm. of my investors say, you're a hot mess, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, when you're getting, when you're going through this process, you're building this business and let's say you're putting off a bunch of cash flow and you're doing well. You know, I grew up on a construction site swinging hammers. So, you know, like in the process of building, you know, like we were good at construction, we were good yeah. at building, then we yeah. got into some investments and then we were able to build multifamily mm -hmm. and we're building, I built a, you know, a bunch of spec house and such like that. Mm -hmm. You learn and you grow, but if you look at our books, you look at our contractor's books mm -hmm. and, you know, it's a shoebox full of receipts, right? Yeah, so yeah, right. as a business, if you're looking to buy a business, Mm -hmm. What is the person actually buying from you? Are they buying just hammers, nails, and a, and a shoebox full of receipts, right. or are they, or are they, or are they buying a future opportunity for themselves and their family and their partners? Mm -hmm. So, tons of situations where you're looking at a business and it feels it feels intimidating because you're being exposed the good, yeah. the bad, and the ugly when someone's right. looking at your books. Like, there's a few things you never want to talk to someone about. It's like, what's your political beliefs? you know, and how much is in your wallet. So when you're getting into business acquisition, selling your business, it's a, it's a very uh, humbling situation in some cases, because you're being, all your books are on the table and you're being drilled with questions. So, yeah. Yeah. and we've seen people that just like, we start asking them about their financials and such, and there's NDAs and there's, you know, confidentiality, but you start asking questions and you see people get like, oh, this is uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, to, to go through, you know, uh, to go through a good transaction and to have a great, a great acquisition partner, because mm -hmm. it's a partnership, because there's still time that you got to spend with the person that's buying it. Right, right. You got to start, uh, got to start showing the books, you got to open the kimono. Yeah, well, your business is personal. You know, I, I hate to say at the end of the day, the amount of time you put into building a business and the amount of uh, just sacrifices you make, right? I just had a newborn baby, my wife and I, about 25 days ago or so. Yay, congratulations. Brand new dad. Thank you for the first time here. Very exciting time in my life. And, you know, but hey, we're certainly juggling a lot of things right now. And uh, like many people in this world, I'm, I'm figuring that balance out of, of family and work and, you know, being a, an attentive father, but also being a, an attentive entrepreneur and business owner and making that balance. So, um, yeah, I mean, business is so personal, right? Because it creates the, I, I'm the, <laughs> if I'm not making the money, then we got a problem, you know? So yeah, you gotta, you gotta be, uh, understanding of that when you're going to sell, you're almost selling someone's like last 40 years sometimes their life. And it can be heart-wrenching, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Well, 
people people use this terminology now i have, I have a few kids you know congratulations on your first people Thanks. when they're building a business they go this is my baby mm -hmm. right yeah. their identity's yeah. wrapped up into it their their life is blood sweat and tears and how many times did you almost not make payroll or didn't have didn't make payroll and you, you had to sell off a car to make payroll <laughs> or whatever this is. so people are very emotionally attached to mm -hmm. their business especially mm -hmm. if it has a mission driven to it nice. so the idea of selling a baby, holy moly, it really causes a lot of anxiety for a lot of people. Yeah. But there's some really good motivations to selling a business right. or getting an investor mm -hmm. or getting a partner. There's some really great benefits too. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So that that's nuts. Great stuff. Now, all right, let's transfer over to what's my business worth, right? How do we value? Let's talk about the money, honey, right? How yeah. do we value real, uh, not real estate. I'm sorry, so real estate. Yeah. How do we value businesses? Right. And, uh, so, you know, uh, let's take a business that makes $500,000 a year. Let's say it's a real estate investment company out in North Jersey. Okay. And, yeah. uh, and between acquisition fees and, and uh, other types of income on, on, uh, performance of real estate, it makes uh, half a million dollars a year in net profits. Okay? okay. Um, let's forget about all the holdings we have the other 17, 20 million in buildings. That's kind of different funds and different things like that. So, you know, what's a company worth that makes half a million bucks a year in, in revenue? What would you say? Net profit? Yeah. Great question. Depends who the buyer is mm -hmm. and depends what systems process is. Like, is this, is this business that does, you know, real estate investing, does mm -hmm. it have a, uh, a bunch of assets that is going to come with it? Mm -hmm. Do they have an acquisition machine yeah. like that, yeah. that kind of runs? Do they have operators? Right. Mm -hmm. Are they, you know, yeah. do they set up syndications really well? So I don't know. Give me sure. some more info. This sure. is fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing about, you know, valuing a business like mine, because there's so many different moving pieces. You know, we have right. a management company that manages the assets. We have, you know, about 40, 45 assets themselves that kind of stand in their own LLCs with different partners and things like that. So, you know, and people's capital group itself is a business that, that makes uh, income as well. So it's really, um, I've always, I've always wondered, you know, uh, as far as what, what the companies were, but it's interesting when you sell a business, right? You have to understand if you're stepping out of it, right? You know, what is that value loss as well? So really everyone's yeah. goal is to build a business where you're not the guy doing the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I love doing what I do, but that's really the goal of a business owner, right? Because if, if I stepped, you know, if I one day, you know, many, many, whatever the situation is, people's capital, you know, it's, it is me, you know, it is a business. So, so you have to recognize what's a sellable business and what isn't, you know, if I go on Shark Tank or something, right? So, you know, what, and so really when you go to start a business, right, you want to look at, well, what's my goal? You know, am I looking to build millions of dollars of real estate holdings and, and uh, you know, through that develop a company and, and uh, or am I looking to, right, develop a tech company or something like that, or just some type of widget we're selling and you can easily move that out of the way. What a great point you just made there, Aaron, right? As you're building a business, you're like, what do I want to build? So let's just say with your real estate investment company, um, what kind of business do I want to build? Am I building something to one day have an exit? Because that's that could be different than I'm building a lifestyle business that that pumps off passive passive income, and I'm just looking to you know grow that more and more to take the passive income and invest in other asset classes. So it depends on the kind of business that you're building, depends on what kind of exit liquidity event or what kind of uh, return you're looking to get. But in, in that case that you kind of just shared with me, what that could, my, uh, one of my friends, Ryan, uh, Ryan Smith, uh, what he talks about, and he does mobile home parks and self-storage and stuff. So shout out to him. 
uh, one of the things that he talks about is the, the $24 dollar. Mm. The, the assets that you guys are producing and spinning off, the, the right. dollar, the cash flow is actually capitalized and it's actually worth more than what it is. So you, could, you can leverage that. You can right. sell that. You right. can you know, expand that. So it's, it's, there's some really cool things. Business is fun, especially when you got business and real estate and different, different mm-hmm. moving pieces. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It, it is. And it, it's really, you know, there's so many options, uh, especially in, in America, you know, it's so easy to start an LLC and get something started, file with the SEC as well. You know, once you understand how to do all these things, it's really uh, not that complicated. It's about relationships, of course, you know, and finding the right deal and putting together the right investors at the end of the day. But um, yeah, and then there's so many, so many options uh, that we see. So what is a good business to be in right now? You see a lot of growth in, you know, let's say I'm looking to get started. I have some capital, I have some time and some skill sets, and I want to invest in, in, a, in a marketplace. So where, where would I invest? Yeah. yeah, I think things that are doing, you know, pretty well, at mm-hmm. least for the meantime, and I, I, I think foreseeable future, I think service-based businesses are great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, especially recession-proof things are things that I'm paying attention to. There's mm-hmm. certain businesses that I stay away from, like vice businesses or things that are like uh, purely entertainment that, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, that, that either don't align to my, my, uh, my belief systems or, mm-hmm. you know, economic, you know, cycles. So mm-hmm. I, I like service-based business kind of yeah. boring businesses like, you know, painting and roofing, construction. I know that industry pretty well. I've built yeah. a few. Um, and I've also had a lot of failures in there. So I know the, the pitfalls that the, the owners can make. So when I'm coming in, you know, or if, the, if I'm doing a co-investment with someone, I can bring some insights that are, you know, bring maybe I could bring some of my friends who have money. I could <laughs> bring some wisdom because I've gone door to door knocking and building some roofing companies. Wow. And I can, I can help work to increase my own value. So I would say for someone who's looking to invest, find something you like mm-hmm. that you have a natural affinity to because you sure. wake up and you're like, this is exciting for me. And yeah. something that you could bring something other than just money. That's, right. you know, that's kind of dumb money. And I know that there's, uh, if you're looking for passive income, that's, that's awesome. But right. find something that you could add value to too to increase mm-hmm. your passive income opportunity. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, boy, oh boy, you got the wheels turning as an entrepreneur here. I, I love it. You know, there's so much opportunity out there. Um, it sounds like uh, so some a company like yours can kind of help people decide exactly what to do, perhaps with the, their next step, you know, or give some guidance, at least on perhaps franchising. Um, do you ever suggest franchising for the right the right investor? Is that a good option? Like yeah, buying into a franchise, right? Absolutely. So uh, that's that's such a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm not an expert in, in, in every single aspect of, of business. I'm just not, I've, I've, I've made a lot of mistakes, a thousand mistakes, 10,000 mistakes, mm-hmm. but, uh, I do have the benefit of knowing a lot of people. Like that's just God's favor on my life is I just know people. I know a guy, I know a gal. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, now with franchising, it, it could be a really great situation where someone's they've worked their whole life. They've got some money. They're about to have a retirement event. They want to stay, they like business, mm-hmm. but they the idea of starting something up where there's a, a heavy risk, mm-hmm. just, you know, cause they're like, this is my nest egg. I don't want to highly risk it. Mm-hmm. I want something that has a, I, I thrive, especially uh, maybe a former military or former corporate. I mm-hmm. thrive in an area of systems, processes. The risk has been mitigated. Mm-hmm. If I show up and I do these things, then I can, you know, see the predictable return and yeah. predictable growth, mm-hmm. laundry mat or, 
uh, or maybe some type of franchise where it's like a, a restaurant or this or that. You're like, I enjoy this. I enjoy showing up. I like the, the structure yeah. that could really work for a franchise, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. franchise buyer. And we've yeah. got, we've got guys in our network that help with, and I say guys, guys and gals that help with franchises, M and a work, you know, yeah. acquisition work. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's right. gotta fit the person. If you buy something right. that doesn't fit you, you're not going to pay attention to it. Yeah. You know, I personally, uh, as a person who's done a startup, I yeah. see the value in the right franchise. I really do, especially yeah. if it's a recognized name, which then you get into a whole, you know, startup cost there, but yeah. boy, oh boy. And, you know, as a millennial too, I'm very franchise loyal. Um, you know, I hate to say, but like something like McDonald's, I'm always going to trust. I don't necessarily think I should eat there all the time, but like if I'm really hungry on a road trip or something like I like never question going to a McDonald's and I've pretty much always been satisfied. So satisfied customer here. And you know, there's nothing like a brand name, but what, what would it cost? What does it cost to open a McDonald's? I'm just curious. What is like, is, is it like 5 million just to like get the, the arches going? Man, I, I have, I've never, so to be honest, I have no clue. Yeah. I have no clue. Mm-hmm. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you have to have a lot of capital Mm-hmm. Um, and, and McDonald's is in the real estate business too, right? Yeah. So they're not just, you have to have the, the, the financial to back you to make sure it works, but you know, the has to have real estate. Mm-hmm. It, it's a, it's a great machine. It pumps out yeah. money oh my in gosh. any market, but, uh, <laughs> I just don't know enough about that, man. Sure. Sure. No, no problem. I love that movie, the founder. He's like, Oh, yeah, you're not yeah. in the your hamburger business. You're in the real estate business. That, yeah. That's a great movie. Absolutely. All right, Josh. So how can our listeners get in touch with you to learn more about uh, what you do there? Yeah. So I would say uh, LinkedIn is a really great place. If you do uh, a search for the Deal Scout, that's our that's our podcast show. That's our top of funnel for finding deals. It's a great place to learn about different types of deals. I share the stories behind the deal makers and and we kind of go on hunts for deals. And we talk about deals gone wild. So that's that's a good place. So LinkedIn, the Deal Scout, my brokerage is called Kingdom Syndicate. Um, we, we put people in deals together. That's, that's what we do. That's what we're called to do. Uh, that's a good place. And, you know, here's myself, 352-274-4500. Shoot me a text, say, Hey, heard you on Aaron's show and, uh, want to do a deal with you and Aaron. We'll, we'll figure out a way to have fun, make some money and, you know, get to know each other. That's awesome. That's awesome. And absolutely. God bless you. That that's great. Uh, great way to do. I love how transparent you are putting the information out there. So please contact Josh Wilson here. And of course, I'm Aaron Fragnito with the Passive Cashflow Podcast, People's Capital Group, and we're proud to sponsor this podcast here. We'll come out with a new episode I deal every two weeks going forward, and you can uh, check us out at peoplescapitalgroup.com. And of course, go on LinkedIn, find the Deal Scout, Josh Wilson here. And of course, People's Capital Group is on people uh, LinkedIn as well. You can invest in real estate. You can invest in businesses. The world is your oyster. Amen.